The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 76, recorded December 12th, 2020. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... Michael Diaz, take two. There you go. <laughs> we may have started off in a weird spot, but we got back here. That's right. Um, so anyways, I was going to say from, you know, once in a while we get thrown a bone. You know, we usually record on Thursdays, which is a little bit late in terms of Mandalorian talk. And everybody gets their stuff out way before us because right, we do right. this for fun. Yeah. But man, Disney gave us a gift about like an hour before we started recording. So we didn't even get a chance to really die, you know, go through everything and of what's happening, but we got a ton of cool Star Wars news, mostly Star Wars news from Disney because they kind of revealed Marvel not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. So I think we mentioned last week that today was going to be like our Dune wrap-up, what we thought about the book. Well, scrap that off the table. We'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think that um, there's so much to talk about here that uh, to get back to Dune um, would be kind of strange at this point. I mean, we will next week, but I mean, the, you got to capture the, the zeitgeist when you can. And we don't get that opportunity a lot because, like I said, we, or like you said, Thursdays we record. So by then, you know, people watched Mandalorian five, six days ago. They've already had their thoughts and the discussions. And we come in a little bit late, but that's fine. Absolutely. Today, we're, we're I don't know, early bird gets the word. I don't know. We're here yeah. first. Yeah, we're lucky. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of professional play people will have their stuff out, but hey, either way, we win. Uh, so let's get through some of the quick news uh, in the Spider-Man universe. Go ahead. So Spider-Man 3, the third Marvel MCU movie, has confirmed that Alfred Molina is going to be back as Dr. Octopus. Now, this is after we already received confirmation that Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. Now, this is interesting because, you know, Marvel's been playing with the idea of a multiverse, even though technically in Far From Home there wasn't a multiverse. We knew that there's going to be a multiverse with the next Doctor Strange movie. We know Doctor Strange is in this movie. They've come out and said it. Mm -hmm. So, they're establishing the multiverse. It's patently obvious at this point. Um, Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, okay, so the multiverse as we saw it from... The Miles Morales uh, Spider-Verse animation is a lot different than what this is. This is basically uh, eras of Spider-Man. That, yes. That, so, I mean, I don't really know how I feel about that. I, you know, I don't know. I, I hope it's good. I hope they don't screw up what they've already built with, with Spider-Man as they have w- right now in, in the new Marvel universe. I really like where it's at right now. And I just don't want them to, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm 50-50 on this. Oh, I'm all in. I'm all in. 
Why? Why are you online? What makes it so great? Well, okay. Maybe part of it is because I loved Into the Spider-Verse so much. I mean... Yeah, but this isn't that. I know it's not that, but I trust my Marvel to do it right. And This isn't Marvel. This is Sony. This no. is, well, it's Sony too. Yeah, but... Okay, Sony has done two fantastic Marvel films, or two fantastic Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. one good and two shit. So they're really 50-50. I'll give you that. And I haven't seen Venom. I can't speak to that. I've, I, I didn't I, like it. Yeah, see, I've heard things about it, but I, I haven't seen it myself, so I can't comment. Michelle liked it. I didn't like it. So, um, I don't know. I, I, here's why I like it. Okay, so Alfred Molina was the best bad guy out mm-hmm. of the original you know, Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. I would say out of almost all the Spider-Man episodes. Yes. Because, you know, it goes back to what we've said time and time again. You you really, you, you can feel for a villain that is relatable. It was almost like a Frankenstein type story because he became this monster and all he wanted to do was bring back his wife. Well, it was more than that. It was give energy to the world, you know, do so, do stuff for the world. I know, but part of it is, too, that he went insane. It wasn't entirely his fault. Yes, he wore the arms to help him work. But remember, there was that control chip. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, right. I, that's part of my geek this week. I rewatched it. So he, he was, I mean, he was a bad guy, but it wasn't entirely his fault. You know what I mean? Well, well I don't mean wasn't. that. Like, I don't mean that. I just don't like, you know, we're in different worlds now. Um so when they go and shoot this stuff, I mean, obviously they can de-age or whatever they got to do. Uh, but I mean, there's always there's talk of Garfield and Tobey Maguire in there. But if it's going to be a Spider-Verse, I'd rather be Miles Morales and the people from the other verses that are completely different. Not, I don't know. It, hey, it could be it could be really good. I don't know if I, you know, if it is or isn't, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. Well, here's I'm 50-50. The- so what you mentioned, there's a bunch of rumor going around. So we know Fox is in it. We know Molina's in it, so we know Electro and Dr. Octopus. To what level, I'm not sure, but I don't think that Fox is coming back for a cameo. Now, I I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure at some point he said he's not going to be all blue like he was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm -hmm. So that tells us this is a different version of the same character. I don't know that they need to de-age Alfred Molina because he could be a different version of of the same character. Sure. So I don't, I'm excited by it. I think, you know, I don't know why I, you know, lots of times I get painted as the cynical and the one that doesn't like anything. You think, um, but I'm, I'm into this man. I'm into it. And, but here's, here's where the rumors come in. We, we know just those two have been confirmed. Now there's rumors that McGuire's coming back as his Spider-Man. Garfield's coming back as his, that, uh, Kirsten Dunst is coming back as MJ. Emma Stone is coming back as uh, oh Gwen. Yep. Now that's all rumor, so I don't want to talk too much about that. Only because, yeah, I, I'm a fan. I think it'd be sweet if they brought them all back. But so far, confirmed is just Fox and Molina, and wow. I'm in for it. Sweet if the story's good. If it's just some yeah. kind of way to to do something, then I'm I'm not. Because well, I really he, like I really like what we have right now, and I don't want it destroyed. Well, okay, here's another thing that I like about this, okay? 
So we, they've already established it to the Raimi version because uh, J. Jonas Jameson showed up at the end. He's different. He's a different version, clearly, because he owns a website that's more like InfoWars than it is a newspaper like we saw in the Raimi Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a nice... So in Spider-Man, was it two, I think? When they were talking about Dr. Octopus, what are they going to call him? And uh, I think Rainey's brother is in there. He goes, what about Dr. Strange? Right. And they said, name's already taken. That's because yeah. at the time, Rainey was just a huge Dr. Strange fan, right? Right. Now we know Dr. Strange is going to be in it. And that Sam Rainey is actually directing the next Dr. Strange thing. So, What? You didn't know that Sam Rainey's directing the Dr. Strange movie? No, he's not. It's the same guy who did the first one. You need to catch up, my friend. All right, I'm going to look this up right now because I think you're wrong. Oh, I know I'm right, and it was changed months ago. Okay. Uh, two. Director. All right. You're right, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Sam How Raimi's did you miss that? I don't know. When did I miss this? Uh, when are the, oh, April 14th is when they said this. There you go. There you go. Well, that okay, that changes a lot. So, you know, now there's, we know how these Marvel directors work and compare notes and stuff. So, I'm not saying that Raimi's going to come in and help with this film, but maybe he will. Maybe he'll give some input. Maybe now that he's part of the MCU, he can be a draw. Maybe, maybe all these rumors are going to happen. So, that's why I'm excited. Okay. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm not against it. I just don't want it to be bad. Well, no, I don't think anyone ever wants it to be bad, but. Uh, this is an interesting situation because I'm the one that's hyped and you're the one that's, eh. Well, I mean, yeah, I just worry because I just like, I just like what they've done with the new Spider-Man and I don't want it, I don't want to take it away or piss off the actor, you know, or whatever and change it all up again. That's all. I want him to kind of stick around. I thought he was one of the better Spider-Men the way that they wrote him and, and I just like it. I agree. I agree 100%. All right, let's move on. You've got uh, Aliens comics? Yep. So, obviously, part of this whole Fox merger, Aliens is part of that Fox 20th... It's not 20th Century Fox anymore. Now it's 20th Studios or whatever. Anyhow. Yeah. Disney owns the Aliens and part of their franchise just now. And we're we're not going to see them, obviously, on Disney+. Plus. We If we see them, we might see them on Hulu, but... They own the franchise, and for years, we're talking like since like 1990 or something, Dark Horse Comics had the licensee rights to do Aliens comics, which I have several of them, and some are good, some are not. But that license has expired, and just like when the Star Wars license expired, it moved to Marvel. Same thing's happening here, so we're going to be seeing a new Alien series. Now, I don't know much about the writer who's doing it, um, but I do know that Salvador La Roca, who I believe is a Spanish artist who has done fantastic work for the X-Men and other titles, he's doing the art. So, you know, I, I consider this, I consider this Disney dipping their toe into aliens to see if there's an audience for it. I'm a huge aliens fan. It's one of my favorite franchises. I'd like to see another film. So of course I'm excited about the comic. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> But that's because I don't buy single issues. I will buy the trade. As soon as they solicit the trade, I will buy it. 
Well, I'm, did I hear that this is going to take place on Earth? Um, there was something about that I, I read somewhere that, that with Ripley and something about Earth. Really? I, I read that it was like a, a um, some kind of like a mercenary or something for Wayland Yutani trying to rescue his daughter, yada, yada, yada. So I, hmm. I don't know where you saw the, the Ripley and Earth thing. Was that in the article that I shared? Uh, no, I don't know if I saw some kind of news. Oh, that's what it was. Um, Disney announces Alien series coming to FX on Hulu. What? This is this is something different. Yeah, uh, today it was it was released today. That's where I saw it. Oh, um, more news I didn't know about. More news. Yeah, it's it's in development for FX networks um, based on. The Alien, coming to FX and Hulu, uh, being helmed by Fargo and Legion showrunner Noah Hawley, which is promising. Yes, says, yeah. and I, I didn't write that. That's from the writer. Or I didn't say that. Uh, it's a, uh, It could be a follow-up to Alien Resurrection. We saw Ripley and Cal, Cal returning to Earth Cal, at the end. Yeah. Um, but it, won't, it, it probably will not be a follow-up to Ridley Scott's prequels, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I'm okay with that. So hmm, interesting. There you go. More than uh, more than just a comic. They're they're trying to make some more money off this stuff. You know, I'm okay. I'm you know I'm okay with you know this is the, really the golden age of television right now. Sure. And if I like the fact that all these streaming services really give, um, I don't know, really give life to some niche type shows, and maybe that's where Alien does make money. They're not making gangbusters money in the films anymore because they can't put out a decent film. Well, um, so you, you got to do more than just make a chase sequence, you know, at the end. I mean, exactly, exactly. So maybe this is something where a TV show makes more sense, where you can build the tension and create an atmosphere, right? Right. Could be great. <clears throat> Could I'm be great. glad you said that. So yeah, and it's coming back comics and possibly a TV show now. Net nuts. So much news, so much content. So much. Okay, uh, let's get to our geeks this week. Will you have, what, PS5 again? What, is this just going to be a continual? Well, I'm a little obsessed. So, you just play one game, though, right? <laughs> well, no, hold on. Huh. Au contraire, mon frere. Okay. <laughs> I think I mentioned that they give you like 20 games when you buy it, 20 PS4 games. So right. I've been playing some of those as well. Um. I just want to say this. I, if I have one bad thing about, uh, two bad things to say about the PS5, here it is. Uh-oh. No, hold on. They're not terrible. The first one is the solid-state drive is way too fucking small. What did you get in it? Like 500 meg? What did they give you? I think it's like I think it's close to a terabyte, terabyte, not quite. All I know is that you can't load all 20 games that they give you onto it without an external hard drive. Oh, well, I wonder if they sell you one. They don't yet. You, any external hard drive will do, just oh, like gotcha. you can do with the PS4. However, uh, with the PS3 and the PS4, you can actually pop it open and buy a new bigger drive and load it in. Right. There's space for that in the PS5, but it's not enabled yet through the software. So you can't do that yet. So right now, if you run out of space, you basically have to go out and buy a hard drive, an external hard right. drive, and attach it. Well, so externals aren't that expensive. They're not, but... I have one for my PS4, and so now if I want to play the games there or, or on this, i got to buy another one. Well, can you use the one that you have on your PS4 or just put it on this one and just use those games? 
You could, I think. I read that that's possible. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but I don't want to corrupt it and then have to re-download the games. You know what sure. I mean? So yeah. I might just buy another one. So the other thing that is my only other bitch about it. So one of the cool things about the controller is that it's got that. It can adjust the feedback and the triggers. Right. Which is really cool until you actually go to play Call of Duty. And then it's like really pulling a gun trigger. And it's hard. So hard that I have to apply so much pressure that squeezing it causes my thumb to squeeze down on the R3. So instead of firing my gun, I do a melee attack and then someone shoots me and I die. <laughs> so I've actually. And, and the person that shot you is like seven years old. Right. Exactly. They're, so good at, they're all great at it. So I actually turned that off. <clears throat> oh, did you? Yeah. But other than that, um, that's my. I can see that being cool for like, I don't know, golf or fishing or something. Or, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm sure. Tactile game. I'm sure there are going to be games that take advantage of it. And I admit, when I first started using it, I was like, holy shit. You know, I'm, I'm not Mr. Rambo with all the guns and stuff, but I, I do have a couple. Mm-hmm. And it really felt like you were firing a gun, just the whole the way you know you had really had to pull on it. And then when you do reach that point, the way it gives and then lets you it's, – it's like a real trigger. It was really impressive. It'll be cool next year when they get their lawsuits for everybody's got <laughs> – tendonitis and arthritis and stuff from using <laughs> their thumbs are hurt, their, you know, their fingers are all destroyed. But the games load super fast. I'm enjoying it. The graphics are amazing. I, I love it. But, you know, two little complaints. And then, yeah, my other geek this week was uh, still trying to get my way through Murderbot, especially because the library is now saying, hey, can you return the book, please? Right. <laughs> Because I got another book that we'll talk about at the end of this episode, I think, right? That's right. Yeah, we'll do that. Anyway, so this week I watched uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, with Alfred Molina because of that news. And I'm really, really surprised how well that movie holds up. Even though the effects quite aren't what they are today, they did a good job. The movie did a really good job. And it feels really comic book-like. Like even a little bit more than what we see now. Um, there's just some really cool shots, and I know that Sam Raimi paid homage to a lot of actual comics that he, re- you know, read in some of the actual boards of the comic. You know, um, especially like you know the the Spider-Man throwing his costume in the garbage because he, you know what I mean. Um, oh yeah, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, no more. Yeah, and man, it was just really good. You know what I didn't? This is the first time I realized that his teacher, and I forget his teacher's name in this, even though I just watched it, but he had one arm missing. So he must become in Sam Raimi's universe. I guess they were setting him up to be uh, a lizard man or whatever. The lizard, they, yeah. Yeah. The lizard. Yep. So I, I didn't, I never knew that back then when I saw it in the theaters, I never really paid attention. Yeah. Dr. Connor, Dr. Connor. Yep. Um, yeah. So didn't, it didn't even hit me until I watched it. This I'm like, Holy shit. Dr. Con-, you know, I was like, yeah, it just caught me, but um, just, just really good. Just a really good movie. It holds up really well, and Tobey Maguire is good in it. I like the Spider-Man in this. Um, anyways, it's not a big deal. I just thought it was a uh, fun to watch and um, super good movie, man. I think I bought those on Blu-ray and digital for like ten bucks years back, and I just need to jump in and watch them again because the first two are fantastic. In fact, yep, we talked about this when we had our friend Michael Dunn on. Yeah. I think in the universe or into the Spider Verse is probably the best Spider Man movie, but number two is Spider Man Two. 
It's up there. And the, the, the credit sequence at the beginning is amazing. So if you didn't see Spider-Man, you could, it kind of does everything in paintings and comic book style without words and the entire first movie or the opening credits. It's really cool. I think I want to rewatch it now myself, especially the scene where Dr. Octopus throws the car. Yeah. Does that hold up? Or? Yeah. I mean, you could tell it was, it's practical. So they actually threw a car, but it's actually launched, you know, I mean, oh, you, you that's could, right. That's right. You could, you, you could, it's, it's pieced. Um, but it's good. I mean, I, I, you know, I watched it on the computer. I didn't watch it on big screen or anything. So, um, anyways, I, it's good. I'm not gonna beat it up for things. What I don't know. What even know when it was made. Um, I'm gonna look that up right now. It was 2004. So you're talking 16 years ago. Holy crap! We're old. We're so old. That's that's crazy, man. 16 years ago. We're so old. Holy shit. I remember going to see the first one. So I actually took all the kids. We took all the kids. It was great. Oh, see, I didn't have kids then. Uh, The first one, for the first one. In fact, I uh, I wasn't married, but I was dating the woman who I married at some point. But uh, I had gone to Star Wars Celebration in Indianapolis. It was open. It opened that weekend. And we had nothing else. I mean, once the convention ended, we were hanging out. We're like, let's be geeks. So we went and saw the first Spider-Man movie, and I was like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. I, I couldn't tell my wife or fiance, whatever she was at that point in time, uh, because we were supposed to go see it together, and I went and saw it, and it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so all that to say, they're fantastic. I need to rewatch them. Yeah, do it. So there you go. Um, all right. Let's talk all the Disney news that we heard today, and then all we'll get the in. News. Then we'll get into Mandalorian, which it's really funny how that could be last, but there's so much going on. So Disney today, about two hours ago or so, finished their investor relations. Uh, I don't know conference or whatever you call it to tell everybody here why you should spend money with Disney because uh, we're going to do all these things, and they announced various Star Wars titles whether it's television or film right um well before you go too deep before you go too deep i actually posted because before they made all the announcements they kind of released like a pre-announcement just that fyi disney's going to be kicking out like 20 marvel and disney shows and i thought that was a big piece of news right there but then they went into star wars and go with it joe yeah. Well, I mean, they, we covered Marvel in the past. They didn't have too many Marvel announcements today because, you know, we, we covered that a while back. Uh, but, you know, right off the bat, there's there, what's coming out is a, a film. It's it's more, I, th- I think they're going back to Star Wars stories, which is good, I think. I don't think we need to have a ton of, you know, three, three film sagas right now. So um, they're starting... A film with Patty Jenkins, if for those that don't know, who who's kind of helmed the Wonder Woman franchise and is a really really good director, uh, called Rogue Squadron. So, if you go to her Twitter, you can see the really cool uh, thing that she kind of talks about. It's a really nice um, way of, of of showing what it so is. Good. But but her dad was a fighter pilot, I guess, and uh, it's something that she's always wanted to do, make a stories, and she's been asked uh, from the Star Wars world to make that. So so my question is, I don't know what time frame it is. I don't know. I know, wasn't Luke Skywalker part of Rogue Squadron because he was Red 5? Correct. 
So when is this? Is this? What, what, I have no idea when it takes place. They so, haven't told us. They haven't. But if it's Rogue Squadron, I would believe it's between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, or New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, maybe. Well, okay. So let's think about this. Rogue Squadron was created as an homage to Rogue, Rogue. One. Correct. Which was the shuttle that they flew, obviously, in the movie Rogue One. Right. So this could take place any... Uh, it, it's got to happen... Well, okay, let me think here. Well, the first time they flew was Rogue One, even though they didn't come out and say it, had to be in Star Wars, A New Hope. Right. That is a, It has to be, because basically it happens right after Rogue One. Exactly. And so that... I'm sorry, I'm just rethinking that moment right now, how, yeah, it's cool that they were Rogue, One, or Rogue Squadron, but the fact that that happened so soon after, it just gives, it makes both movies so much better, right? Right. So, I'm super geeked right now, I'm sorry, because I'm just geeking out and full <laughs> on geekgasm. But yeah, yeah, it has to take place, it can take place anywhere in the Star Wars canon, really. Right. I mean, yeah, it could be later on. It could be a whole set where, like, it's homage to the whole rebellion. Maybe it's way in the future. We don't know. We don't have a time frame. But I, I, I think it has a perfect storyteller there. I think she's going to be great. Um, so I'm actually I'm looking forward to this. I mean, you know, was there a video game called Rogue Squadron? Yes, there was. What, was there a story to that? Not I mean, as much as a flying spaceships video game story there can be. Right, because what's the one that, that I just got? Is that Rogue Squadron? No. No, we got Star Wars Squadron. Rogue Squadron, Squadron Jesus. was um, it was exclusive to the was N64. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was a PC game or... No. I think I, I remember now. Okay. Well, I'm excited for this. I don't know about you. Oh, it was funny. You, you earlier, you sent me that link. I think I had watched it five or six times by the time you sent it to me. <laughs> Oh, the Patty Jenkins one? Yes. Yeah. And I showed it to Shay, and she's like, holy shit, that's awesome. It, seriously. I'm not going to go shot for shot, but seriously, go to Patty Jenkins' Twitter and watch the little, it's like, what, 30, 60 second video? It's yeah. perfect. It just, it just, it's really cool. Um, then the next announcement was uh, a Taika Waititi film. So they are officially saying that he's making a film. Uh, I don't have dates on this stuff. I, I assume all this is going to happen in the next two to three years. 2023 is when Rogue Squadron allegedly arrives in theaters. Christmas 2023. Um, the Taika Waititi film, they have not said when that will hit. But I think we've kind of talked about him before doing that. And um, I think it's going to be great. I mean. I think we're looking at a good two and a half, three years on that. The reason being. Uh, he's working on Thor Love and Thunder right now, and that's not even scheduled till 2022. Right. So, so sure he, can do, he can do writing and pre-pro and all that stuff though. Oh yeah. I mean, he, and he's, you know, he's already worked on Mandalorian. Right. So I would not see the, I would not expect to see this before 2022. Right. And then the next thing they announced this one really got to me this is a big deal for me personally i think it's awesome uh the obi-wan kenobi series has is going to be beginning its uh production in march i believe it said and hayden christensen is coming back as yeah. darth vader and 
this is awesome. And now, now what do they, here's what Kennedy says to this will be the rematch of the century. So what does this mean? I mean, is Obi-Wan going to fight Darth Vader? Is it going to be flashbacks to clone wars? Um, here's what, here's what, uh, Hayden Christensen said, you know, um, it was such an incredible journey playing Anakin Skywalker. Of course, Anakin and Obi-Wan weren't on the greatest of terms when we last saw them. It will be interesting to see what an amazing director like Deborah Chow has in store for us all. I'm excited to work with you and again, it feels good to be back. Now, this is a guy who got lambasted. So good for him. I think everybody's kind of come around on him now and really kind of like what, what was done. Um, the prequels have been... Have yeah, they have actually. If you if you've gone to uh, celebration stuff, they've really kind of like came back around on him. Um, so, and I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad he has a chance to come back and, and do this. I'm super excited for this. I, I don't know what you say, but I'm super excited for this. I am of two minds. When I first heard, I was like, "Holy shit, Hayden Christians is back! That's that's badass." But then I thought, why? I mean, well, we'll see. It's ten, takes, it takes place 10 years after um, Revenge of the Sith. Which puts it about 10-ish years before. Right. Hope. Right. So does, does Obi-Wan try to go find him and turn him and fix him again? And <clears throat> does that, you know, does that line up to the line in, in was it... Uh, Oh my God! There was a line in in New Hope that people kind of grabbed onto. Was it "You should have not come back" or something? I don't know. There was a oh, line. Yeah. That, I don't remember what the line was. Um, but people grabbed on like, well, "What do you mean, come back?" Um, should so, never come back, old friend. Or something yeah, something like that. yeah. So I mean, it, it could be cool. It could be cool. What we see Vader with helmet off more, you know, obviously in yes, back to take or something. I, look, if the story's there, it's going to be great. And Deborah Chow has proven her Star Wars shops directing the Mandalorian episodes. It's going to be awesome. The story's got to be there. But listen, you and McGregor, I'm in. I mean, this is going to be great. I think it's going to be great. I'm in for the McGregor. No question. I, I don't see the point of Christian. I mean, you're doing it wrong. I think it's cool. But it's Vader. He usually has his whole mask and stuff on. I don't see a reason really to bring him back. But There, there could be flashbacks. We don't know. True, true, true. Well, it's been how long? Twenty years since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I just. uh, Okay. Yeah, we'll see. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta do a good job, right? I mean, we'll call it out if it's not. Exactly. Everybody will. This is the chance. I know you say it's already happened, but maybe this is more of a chance for Christensen to redeem himself. Yeah, I, I think he was directed a certain way, as I've said before. Um, you know, Revenge of the Sith is a big. I like that movie a lot. Not maybe not a lot of people do, but I like it a lot. And I, I find myself watching that one over and over. Um, I just think it's a really, really good movie. But uh, that's me. All right, the next thing we kind of knew this was going to happen based on uh, the Mandalorian, and they've Dave Filoni and John Favreau are executive producing and writing. Um, well, Filoni's writing. And produced, executive produced by Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Yeah. Ahsoka series. So we kind of knew this was happening. Terrible job um, secret. Yeah, one of the worst. So that's going to be cool. I, I, I think from what I understand, it's taking place right after Rebels. So and it'll catch us up to Mandalorian, I guess, from what I understand. 
So this might be that Rebels sequel, so to speak, or continuation. Right. Um, we'll find out. But listen, Filoni, Favreau, done, good. <laughs> I mean, they've already proven themselves. So now what I didn't know was going to happen was Rangers of the New Republic yeah. set within the timeline of the Mandalorian. Now, this is another executive produced John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And they will intersect with future stories and culminate into a climactic story event. So this is going to intersect. Now, this is what's happened. This is why I say nothing is filler when they do this shit Mandalorian, but no one listens to me. These are those two X-Wing guys. I don't think it's going to be Filoni as the actor, but these are those X-Wing that are the, the cops, you know? That's what this is. I told you that this that, that they're there for a reason, and and it'll be there for storyline. Um, this is how Filoni writes. Those things are not ne- – everything he does, nothing is an accident, and nothing – there is no filler. They're just ways of, of pushing stories in different directions, and I think this is what that is. It's those guys that are – it's cops, right? <laughs> It's cops. <laughs> uh, it's cops in outer space. On the I'm thinking. Year. That's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. I, no, I, I 100% agree with you. Now, yes, it's executive produced by Filoni and Favreau. Good. Just like Ahsoka. But I have a little bit more faith in Ahsoka just because Filoni loves that character too much. And it's already said that uh, Filoni is writing yeah. Ahsoka. So yeah. he's not writing this that we know of. I mean, he, who knows? He might do an episode or two. But as of right now, we just know that him and Favreau are producing. Right. You're right. It Now that they've announced this, it's totally obvious that when they gave that uh, medallion to... Um, yep. Cara Dune. Oh, thank you. When they gave that medallion, that's basically made her a... A ranger. You know, a right. ranger, right? Yep. Spoilers, She's we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about the latest Mandalorian after we get to this stuff. Yeah. Right. So, anyway... Yes. Now, in hindsight, it all makes sense. Yeah. It's never never filler. It's never bull. He doesn't do anything just to do it. Now, whether it's good or not, we'll find out. You know, all this stuff. You know, they got to execute. They've got to execute. Um, this one surprised the shit out of me. The next one. A Lando series. I'm going to say this right now. It only works if it's Donald Glover. I, that's what I wanted to know. Like they didn't say who it was. But like you can't exactly. They, I, I'm with you there. Unless it's, it can't be Billy D now. No, I mean, no, no, no. Um, but maybe it's him when he talks about his. He's like old and he's just talking about <laughs> his. Oh my God, that impression's good. <clears throat> that's, that's good. But wait, maybe. it's. I'm sorry. He's just, just going to tell stories. <laughs> Well, Billy Dean's like, what, 80 years old now? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's aged very well, don't get me wrong. When he showed up in The right. Rise of Skywalker, I mean, he didn't do a lot except say woo-woo right. woo and yeah. talk to him and stuff. But for 80 years not old, that's good. Not as fast as this ship. I don't know why I love that so much. <laughs> Because he's got a cool voice. Who doesn't like Lando? He does. He does. But oh man! <laughs> but let's let's face it. Donald Glover. He ran away every scene he was in in Solo when he showed up as you know Lando. Yeah, I, I really do hope it's and now it's created by Justin Simeon. 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 I don't know how to say his name. And I apologize to him if, if but it, uh, 
for the uh, creator of critically acclaimed Dear White People, which I don't know what that is. Um, I oh, it's, it's a show on Netflix. Is it good? Uh, I don't know. I just know that it's a show on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Well, so. what's what really gets me interested about this is like, okay, so does Han? Can Han come back? Can we do a little bit of solo too, and and maybe you know, little appearances there, and we start getting into this kind of rogue bounty hunter, rogue this smugglers. Totally episode? fits into the rumor mill because you know we've talked before, just a couple of weeks ago, rumors that maybe they'll do solo again, but as a Disney series. Well, mm-hmm. maybe this shows what sparked some of that, but. Maybe we bring Hollow in, Han Hollow, uh, Han Solo in into the show. You know, Ahsoka, her episode on the Mandalorian was a backdoor pilot. Absolutely, we we knew that. Watch, it's it's pretty pretty apparent. So, Lando, if we bring Han back in, do we get a backdoor pilot for a Han show, or even a film, a springboard for another film? Who yeah. knows? A Disney Plus film, yeah. right? I don't know. Like I said at the beginning, if it's not Donald Glover, it's going to be hard. Those are some huge shoes to fill. I know he only did the one film, but come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I, my, my fear is it's not because they would have said it. Or maybe it's just in development and they will say it. Um, I don't know. I, 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 hope it's, I hope it's Donald Glover. I mean, I, I know, do. But by announcing it now, don't get me wrong, excited. But uh-huh. the fact that it they didn't announce Donald Glover puts a huge question mark over it right now. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I hope so. Um, the next one, uh, believe me, guys. There's there's so many. It's this is this is crazy how much shows uh, that they're doing of just Star Wars stuff. Um, we know this is happening because they started uh, production in February. No, I'm sorry, three weeks ago. Sorry, um, Andor. It's the Cassian Andor uh, Disney Plus show. It's um, basically a not. It's, it's a prequel of Rogue One. I don't want to say prequel, but it's basically how he. I'm assuming how he became part of the rebellion. Um, there's a sizzle reel out there if you want to look at it, and it looks really cool. Like it, it, it looks pretty damn cool. Uh, I really love Rogue One. It's a, it's a big story. It's created by Tony Gilroy, who came in to quote fix Rogue One allegedly. Um, uh, so. I'm excited to get Stellan Skarsgård is signed on. So I'm, I, man, is I know a lot of people. One? What's that? Is Stellan, is he the old, he's dad? He's dad. He's the one from Marvel, from Thor. Okay. I was just asking because his son, he's in some stuff too. There's a shit ton of Skarsgårds. There's, There's like a lot. four or five of them. They're, there they're like the, they're like the bridges of Norway. The bridges family. <laughs> right. <laughs> So yeah, there. Um, I I don't know what you I, you weren't you're not big on this one I know, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm interested. But you know, if I'm going to weigh this against, you know, Mandalorian or Ahsoka or I don't know, it, this one's a mid tier for me. I mean, I'm interested. Um, I, well, I, I really like Diego Luna. I just liked his character casting in a lot. I mean, that, oh. Rogue One is so damn good. No, I agree. I liked him. In fact, I liked him ever since I saw him in that, uh, what was that not so great um, Blomkamp movie? Oh, shit. Where Matt Damon's in it and he goes up to the space station where the rich people live. Oh, yeah. right. Diego Luna's in that too. Right. right? Um, what is that movie? Now it's really going to bother me. It was the. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I'm getting a brain fart on that. Stupid. That's right. Letting it go. Letting it go. 
I, I liked him in that movie. I liked him in Rogue One. Um, the only thing that makes me curious about not necessarily the only thing that makes me curious, but it has to be a dark film, not film show, which makes me wonder because it's going to be on Disney Plus. But when we first meet Andor in Rogue One, he straight up murders someone. Well, yeah, he's doing what he needs to do to get through the. I, I, this is going to be that political thriller, I think, which is what I like. Right, but spy thriller, I guess, is what it said. Then he does that whole speech in Rogue One about all the horrible shit he's had to do. Right. So you got to think. Well, the show know, should be about the horrible shit he has to do, but they can't go that dark on Disney Plus. Now, that said, I can see KT, K2SO, and I'm very happy about that. Yeah, yeah. And you got Genevieve O'Reilly coming back as Mon Mothma. So we've got a lot of the politics. This is going to be interesting. You know, there'll probably be a lot of spy stuff going to get info, getting info around the galaxy. And I think it's going to be good. Obviously, I haven't seen a minute of it yet. But my concern is that it's not going to be as dark as it should be. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, they play Rogue One on Disney Plus. Right. But to get to where he had to be, to be. I mean, like I said, he references all that dark stuff he had to do to get to that point, to right. get to the light. It, it 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 gives a huge implication that anything prior to that would have to be dark, dark, dark. That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think I think yeah, it has to go somewhere like that. All right, the next one. This one is the most intriguing for me because I think I might know where it's going, but it's it's came out of nowhere. Uh, um, I know they mentioned this earlier on in the year. We didn't know what, what was going to happen, but uh, this one's called The Al- Acolyte. And it's headed up by uh, Leslie Headland, who did Russian Doll, I guess is a series, right? Oh, yeah, yep. Um, so The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. So what does that tell you? I'm going to tell you what I think this is. Okay. Um, well, we'll see if you had an idea, but I had no idea. Okay. You have no idea. So my guess is at the end of the high Republic, so we are, we know from what we were told that the high Republic doesn't have Sith. This is, I think the origin of the Sith. And I think it might start with either Darth Bane and work our way all the way up to Palpatine. If it's a series through the years, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, I don't want to correct you necessarily, but. The Sith had been around for a long time. And the High Republic, yes, takes place in a period where as far as the Jedi know, there are no Sith. Well, so, according to the people that are doing High Republic, there is no Sith at this time. Right. So are you saying like this is the rebirth of the Sith? Yes. Okay. Because the Sith obviously existed before the High Republic. Yeah, well, there was a different. It was a different way of. This is the rule of two. I think is what's going to come out of here. This is where I think Darth Bane comes in, all the way to Plagueis. You have my interest. That would be cool, right? I mean, think of it: a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. I'm into it. This this goes into what I basically said. As soon as they announced the High Republic, and anyone could have guessed this, but all the comics and books, you knew there was going to be a show, and this is it. Well, it's the end of High Republic, so right. yes, it's part of it. Um, 
But wouldn't that be cool? Like, I would love to see it from the... I've always wanted something from the villain point of view. It would be cool. I agree. As much as I enjoy the Jedi, um, I mean, I'm literally wearing, at this second, a Stormtrooper watch. Right. Okay? I just bought a face mask, a COVID face mask, that has the logo of the Empire. My car has a logo of the Empire. My laptop. I have logos of the Empire everywhere. <laughs> so, for me... Yes, I like the dark side way more. It's so cool, so much cooler. Right. It's, it's power, unlimited power. Exactly. So uh, I'm right there with you. So the next thing they showed was a sizzle video for the Bad Batch. We already knew that was coming, um, and this is basically like the A team of the Clone Wars. I actually don't know what it's going to be about though, um, since it's post Clone Wars era. And what are they doing? Are they going to go hunt Jedi? Are they? Do they have their inhibitor chips in them? Who knows? Well, I thought they had already noted, noted, and I, I could be wrong, but I want to say that a previous release or some kind of article I read about this was that, yeah, it's the tail end of the war, and we saw that in the sizzle reel where they basically said that it was the establishment of the, you know, the Galactic Empire. But I'm thinking these bad batch are going to somehow shift the rebellion. That's yeah, maybe. Opinion. That's I, well. Not, it's not even my guess. I think I saw. I read that somewhere. I saw. I read that somewhere. I think I read that somewhere. So now I got to dig that up. Yeah. So there we go. That was, uh, and then another one, another animation show called Star Wars Visions. Uh, this is animated short films that are in the idea of um, uh, anime. So I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, these little shorts. My first thought when I saw this was, oh, it's the Star Wars version of Animatrix. Maybe. Which is not bad. I own the Animatrix. I love it. It's great. Um, I, I'm into anime and manga, though. Not super, super into it. But I think done well. You've done fantastic. And it's, it's a nice... It's nice because, let's face it, the Jedi are kind of like Shaolin monks slash samurai. Oh, for sure, right? So then to take that, you know, this very Western basically is Western movie that is stolen heavily from Eastern um, philosophies and whatnot, and then bring it back to Eastern style animation. I'm all, it's, it's the it's a circle of life, Joe it's a circle of life. It is. And then there's another show. <laughs> I feel like I'm just, you know, just there's so much. I, I believe this is probably more kids, little kids related. It's called a droid story. And, Basically, it's a new set of droids. Uh, to It's a special Star Wars adventure for Disney+. Plus. A droid story epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. So, Did I read that this is like a... Isn't this like a... The ILM and animation are working on this? Did I read yeah. That? Okay. Yep. Yep. So who knows what that'll be about. Um, that's just Star Wars stuff. There's also talked about... Um, the Indiana Jones film that's coming out with, uh, I guess, James Mangold as the director. Um, and that's going to be shooting late spring 2021. I think, what, Harrison Ford will be 90 at that point? But, uh, <laughs> right. But hey, uh, what the hell. Um, so, yeah, that's a lot, man. There's a lot. And then you got Willow, which we talked about before, is coming back. So with Indiana Jones... I mean, in the original three films, it was 30s, 40s, and then they waited forever to do the next one. 
So it was the 50s, and then he had the Russians. But it's been got to be close to 10 years since the last one now, right? Yeah, I would think maybe more than that. So are we going to see Indiana in the swinging 60s? Maybe, him in, in uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> but no mutt, right? No right. mutt. Right. Oh, real quick, since that just popped into my head, Austin Powers, if you guys are fans of Mike Myers as much as I am, if you go to YouTube and look up Josh Gad's um, Reunited Apart, they have season two that came out this week, and the first episode is Wayne's World, and it's really good. Shut up. For real? No, for real. I'm into it. It's really good. Go watch it. It's about 45 minutes. Um, okay. That's a lot of stuff, dude. Anything, what, what's your overall thoughts of this? Is this good? All this stuff good for Star Wars? Are we over, are we have too much, or what are we doing? It's hard to say if it's too much. Um, but And there's, there's one omission that I want to talk about, too. Okay. But go ahead. Um, go ahead. When it comes down to it, I mean, Ahsoka. Now, one thing I don't think you mentioned, and I noticed in the fine uh, print, Ahsoka's is a mini series event or a limited series event. Yeah, just like Obi Wan is too. Oh, it's like right. that's a one and done. Exactly. So, into it, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm really into Ahsoka. I'm really into. I mean, out of all the things announced, nothing has me more geeked than Rogue Squadron. That's where I land. That could be cool, right? Yeah, and it's a film, and the Taika Waititi—they all have me geeked, and I'm looking forward to Obi Wan too. Obi Wan's my favorite character, so I'm sure I hear once. I, okay, I I trust Taika. I like what he's done. He's uh, he, he, a nice mix of action and humor. I'm all for it, but we don't know exactly what his film's going to be about, so I'm not super excited yeah. yet. But I already like the logo for Rogue, Rogue Squadron. And like I said, that little teaser about the way Patty Jenkins is into it. Yeah, it all just got me very very hyped. Might turn out yeah. to be nothing, but uh, right now the hype is real and I've got it. No, I think it's going to be something. So, three years ago at one of these investor things, they made an announcement. That announcement was Ryan Johnson was going to get three films. Nothing. Nothing. Because he fucked it up. And they're not <laughs> Have, well, maybe they're saving it. Who knows? No, they're not. They're just letting it go. Nope. Well, yeah. Well, we still haven't heard, I thought, or did I miss that? The, the, um, oh yeah, the, we already heard that. The guys from Game of Thrones, they already gave up their trilogy. Cause yep. they moved to Netflix to get overpaid for bullshit. Yep. So yeah, those two big things are gone. Well, we've noted already, we, we knew that the focus was going to be Disney Plus and television. And judging by what we're seeing here, yes, most of these are television announcements. Even the Willow TV, the, we heard about three movies. You know, Rogue Squadron, Indiana Jones, and Untitled Taika Waititi Star Wars film. Yep. So that's two of them, though. Two films. That's, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, I think the Ryan Johnson split was like, we're just not going to, we're just not going to do that. Here's the thing, though. I know you did not like the Last Jedi. If you if you've seen um, Looper, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Knives Out is even better. It's a good movie. It's got nothing I, to do with, with Rise of Sky, with uh, the Last Jedi, though. Right, I understand that. What I'm saying is, he obviously was constrained. To a degree. No, I don't think he was, and that's the problem. 
I don't think he was restrained at all. And I think that's where that's where Kathleen Kennedy went wrong. That they didn't have a constraint. They didn't have an outline, right? What's already been proven. So the point was he wasn't he wasn't constrained at all. Make the movie you want to make, Ryan. You have out full backing. Make what you want to make. That's what he wanted to make. Nobody stopped him from doing that. I understand that. I'm just saying, but he still had to continue from JJ's film and then put it someplace where they could well, he didn't yeah. have to worry about the ending because that wasn't his problem. Right. So but he still wrote a middle middle section of a trilogy. I if he didn't have any characters where anything like he had to tie into their previous movies or anything, I am convinced that he could give us something original. I'm good. sure he could. And, you know, but if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. He didn't do that. <laughs> so, you know, it's none of that. I mean, it's, you know, again, I'm not going to go down the the last Jedi hole, but the point is, it, it yes, the choice of Luke, I get it. I get it for the story he made. And do I like it? No, it's not my favorite thing about Luke, but I understand his choice for that film, and I'm fine with that choice. But the rest of the stuff that he did was just terrible and and minimized great characters and um, blew half the movie and a, a story that's dead. And, and you know, even though um, Luke was where he was, he had no rapport with, with Daisy Ridley, with Ray, with Ray at all. And I don't give a shit what would happen. You know, there's no way that Luke Skywalker was going to lose a little fight with, with Ray, you know, that, that shit just wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of problems with that film, but the more I watch it, it's like, holy crap, you just did this, 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 and you, you had really hackneyed writing for half the film and minimized characters that were given to him and created new characters. You didn't, you didn't need cause you didn't flesh out the characters that were given to you. So, um, I just think he just destroyed it the more I watch it. So that's why he didn't get these, not getting these three films. I think people are just like, nope, let it go. You could be right. I mean, that is a huge omission. Huge. It's huge. All right. So all that news is gone. In the meantime, we had chapter 14, the tragedy, uh, of the Mandalorian, chapter 14. So spoilers. Um, obviously, we're almost a week away from the last one, but there is spoilers. And um, holy crap, this episode, man. I have to I, say, I, personally, I like this better than the Ahsoka episode. Do you? Yes. I, I They're both up there for me. Um, there's a lot I really liked on this episode. There's only one thing I didn't like, and we'll talk about it at the end. Uh but holy crap, what an episode, though. It was for, for 28 minutes. <laughs> it was damn good. I agree. I uh, When uh, when that ship came in. Right? I was like, holy shit, it's Slave One. Well, first of all, I was surprised they went right to, to um, Tython. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't waste time. Boom. Here you go. Don't mess around. Yep. They get right there. But then, yeah, I was like, that's Slave One. I, yeah. And even then, I was like, Chase, like, what's that? I said, well, either it's Slave One or it's the same model ship. But why would they have another model ship? Just yeah. like in the first episode. Either that's Boba Fett or a clone. Right. Or Boba Fett is a clone, but you know what I mean. Right. So when I saw that, I'm like, holy shit, it's going to be Boba Fett. It's going to be Boba Fett. And guess yep. what? It was Boba Fett. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I do remember predicting that being Boba Fett from last year when he walked in front of Fennec 
And oh, you totally did. You totally did. And yeah. they actually sewed, if you watch the, uh, you know, uh, intro or whatever, the catch-up, whatever they yeah. call it. The, yeah, the basically intro. Yeah, where they show you, you know, what would you miss? You know, not even from this season, but they showed that scene. That yeah. You referenced where you said that's Boba. Yeah. They showed that very scene. So, yeah. So, it was really cool to have him and kick ass. Like, he was badass. Yeah, this this episode did for Boba Fett what Rogue One did for Darth Vader. Absolutely, absolutely. It it, it was it definitely brought him into like holy, uh, as a force to be reckoned with. Um, now there's a lot of people on the internet saying, "Well, he's not a good guy." Um, I don't think he's a good guy here either. Do you? Like he's just a he says who he is. He's just a mercenary, and he he does his own thing and. For some reason, people, just because he did work for the Empire, they made him feel like he was just an Empire's pet, but he wasn't. No, he's a bounty hunter. Right. Empire gave him money, and um, while he wanted the bounty, Jabba actually was the one that hired him. Right, and that's where he was in Return of the Jedi. He wasn't part, he was just doing his thing. So, you know, know, he said he's going to help him get Grogu, but, you know, if he's a Jedi, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, he could double cross Mando. We don't know. Right. Um, we don't, we don't, he's not, we'll see what kind of code he lives to. He says he owes him. Um, but it doesn't mean that Boba Fett didn't always have that code as an adult. Exactly. Because we just don't know. We didn't, we never did anything with it. He was just a hired guy that did what he was hired to do. No different than the Mandalorian is. Exactly. I mean, yes, he showed up in books and comics, but as far as the movie goes, the movies go, he shows up briefly in Empire and then shows up hanging out at Jabba's palace only to get hit and knocked in the solid pit. He did. He's in the film for a whole five minutes between the two, right? Right, basically. And he doesn't do anything, but yet all of us as kids thought, man, he's so badass, he's so cool, but he didn't do anything. Right. You know, but that's why I said that this episode's like that for, because Vader, they show him, you know, they always say, oh my God, everyone's afraid of him, he's so badass. And yeah, he fights Luke and Obi-Wan. Luke fights Luke a couple times. And one time he wins, one time Luke wins. And then he right. fights Obi-Wan. But really, we don't see the aspects that make Vader scary until Rogue One. Then you're like, oh, that's what people are talking about. That's it. Right. And you know, everyone's like, oh my God, Boba Fett's so badass. Only we haven't seen him do anything badass. And now we did. Yeah. So, and not only that, but even pre-armor. Yeah. You just, and, you know, with that Banta stick, holy crap, that thing. They made that Banta stick a hell of a lot scarier than they did in, in New Hope, didn't they? Yeah. And what's <laughs> also cool about the Banta stick is that it's based on a, um, a Polynesian or Maori. Uh, oh, is it? St- yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So and here we have Tamora Morrison, who's Maori. So right. it all comes back around. But to your point, um, you're right. I. Boba is not good, and he's not bad. He's in that gray area. He's a bounty right. hunter. It's no different from what we've been seeing um, the Mandalorian do. He right. was taking jobs. Yeah, he, his place was uh, Tatooine that he hung out, and Navarro is where the other, you know, where Mando hung out, Din Djarin. Um So we also got to see Grogu use the stone. So yeah. clearly, clearly he sent out the the radio waves or whatever. So now it's like, who's going to show up? Luke. You think? I don't, I don't know who else, but I, if I, had, if I was a betting man, I, I bet money on Luke. 
the only thing that intrigues me is because of Boba Fett is that if Mace Windu somehow comes back, and then it puts <laughs> and then it puts Boba Fett into a funny situation where he's going to have to help Grogu get to Mace, and then Mace is the Jedi that cut his dad's head off. I mean, and clearly his father means a lot to him because he shows the chain code on his armor. Talks about Django. Oh, and by the way, we find out now that Django was a foundling. Yeah. So that's right interesting. Now, right? No, it's not necessarily a retcon. It's just because you had you had Tarvisla say, or something like Vizsla, pre-Vizsla. Post-Vizsla? Yeah. <laughs> yeah pre-post. Well, there's pre and Paz. Paz is I the one But he's the one who said, oh, he's just a mercenary. You know, I don't know how he got that armor. But again, Vizsla was in is in like the watch, so Death Watch. So they were that niche thing. They weren't right. who knows. So it's kind of cool that they. Yes, it's a bit of a retcon, I think. But you know, stories and legends can change. Here's um, here's the only thing. I, okay, I'm gonna throw something out here. Where retcons are a bit of a double edged sword. So, Boba Fett, as we know. Basically, well, here's my thing. We, we know that Beskar is resistant to blasters and lightsabers, right? Oh, yeah. But that's a fairly recent reveal. Yeah, for sure. So, unfortunately, we, we now know that uh, Boba's armor is Beskar as well. Mm-hmm. So, knowing that now, why in Jedi... He didn't not fly right at Luke. Instead, he flies in the end of the skiff. He loops him with the rope, and then he gets hit in the back, and then he jumps and he gets fired off into the Salak pit. It's it was always comical and kind of ridiculous to begin with, but now that we know that he, he could have come up and just used his arm guards to block the lightsaber, he could have just gone right at Luke. So yeah, at the same time, he saw his dad get his head taken off because there's no armor in his neck. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying, but it's a double-edged sword. It makes things cool, but it also makes things, some things go, well, that's kind of stupid now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of that little stuff there, but I'm just so if, if Mace Windu comes and you've got Boba Fett, what an interesting ending if, if Boba Fett kills Mace Windu. That would be interesting, I think. Well, hold up. Why do you think Mace Windu would be come back? I, I thought he was better than dead. Well, we don't know. And, and, dude, how many times, like even Alan said last week, you know, how many times have Jedi fell and not died? <laughs> yeah, but he was missing a limb or two, wasn't he? Just his hand, just like, just like, uh, just like Luke. And Luke, yeah. yeah. I guess Jedi do have a, I mean, Jedi do have a habit of falling far distances and not dying. I mean, Kenobi and right. Luke, Luke fell from the freaking skiff in, in Bespin. I don't know if I want Windu back, though. Hey, I didn't know if I wanted Boba Fett back, but it worked out. So if it's right and, and it's done well, totally fine with it. If it's bad in fan service, not fan service, if it's, you know, served in a, in a way that is not congruent with the story, then no. Right. So, um, so yeah, who, you know, who knows we'll come back? Who knows? So now we've got a couple of things. We've got Grogu, who's now captured by the Dark Troopers, which was very Iron Man-like, right? Uh, it came down. Yep. Um, but clearly, they didn't do everything they can do. They just kind of grabbed him and went. Um, yeah, seeing them was kind of anticlimactic. I was like, <gasps> here they come. For now. 
Right, right, right. And, and like you said, you've, you're you already saying, you know, Filoni doesn't do anything by accident. We'll probably see more. But when we first saw him, like, uh, so they did nothing. Right. But I'm sure we'll see more. So now we've got Grogu, though, who is in captive and just they can walk into the room and he's just throwing stormtroopers around. That was pretty sweet. You know, <laughs> a friend of mine sent me a meme. It was a stormtrooper. He's like, shackles for a baby? Who has those? Wait, are we the bad guys? <laughs> Seriously, who has shackles for a baby? Yeah, I know. Fire. Well, kids, yeah. They get kids. It was just, it was funny when you think about it. But yeah. It is funny. Watching him throw those stormtroopers around, that was badass. And and clearly he gets tired, right? Because that's kind of like what he plays out. But now it's funny because what if this species, like if you see like, like maybe that's just a trait for his, well, I guess all Jedis do that because I guess Luke got tired, but that was a, um, like in a Last Jedi nonsense thing. Um, no, even, even Yoda. Well, that's what I say. Yoda does. So I was thinking, maybe is it species specific? Because I never saw like Obi-Wan get tired. I never saw Anakin get tired. Um, but, but it seems like Yoda does. But I don't know. But uh, then, you know, you, you have Moff Gideon fire up the old dark, dark saber. And, oh, you've seen this, right? So something from the something past. So I don't know if he's got a black memory, Grogu, or whatever. Or, you know, um, man, there's just there's so much that could happen. And there's only two episodes left. I know. God, there's God. so much to happen yet. They always pack a lot in. But um, so, so now... After all this, they get there and then they go back to Navarro, and and all of a sudden we find out that uh, Cardoon is a. What do we call it? What is that new show coming out? A ranger. A ranger. So now she's a, a ranger and going to help them break out. Oh, another quote unquote. Everybody thought was a filler episode. Migs Mayfield. So, again, I told you from last episode there he will come in. Somebody will come in from that episode. There's a reason they make these people. Um, now how, I don't know much about Miggs' character from the last one, but I don't know if he was, he used to work for the empire or whatever. Is that what he did? What did they say that in that episode? Oh, the guy that Bill Burr's Yeah. Yeah. I remember the joke was that he was, a an empire, um, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He wasn't a stormtrooper idiot. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was a sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Yeah. For the, for the empire. Yep. Um, so there's a reason, like, that's again, there was no, it wasn't out of nowhere. So now they're going to bring him back and now they're going to have their dirty dozen, right? They're going to go in and we're magnificent seven and they're going to try and go and get this kid. So if you notice, um, so when Boba Fett shot down the, 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 um, the ship and Mando says, great shot. He goes, I was aiming for the other one. Yeah. That's taken exactly that line, not by accident, is taken exactly from Magnificent Seven, where one of the characters shoots a guy way far away and shoots, kills the guy off the horse. And the guy says, Oh, it's a great shot. He goes, Dude, I was aiming for the horse. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, very much an homage to the Magnificent Seven, so which is a a remake of uh, Seven Samurai. Oh my god, which is a fantastic film if you've never seen it. I have to see that, I have not seen that. It's, um, it's like three and a half hours long and black and white and all in Japanese. And yet it's still amazing. 
I'll, I'll, that seems like a very good uh, Christmas time watch. Like I'm sitting down, do nothing. So they're going to break him out, and that's the next episode. We think it's the next episode. So either it's the breakout episode for the next one, and then then the finale, or who knows? Who knows? It was a good episode, and everything is falling into place. So my all my complaints about stuff like what's going on, it's all falling into place as. I think you already knew it would, and I suspected it would. And I, I will say this. Um, I think a couple of episodes ago, maybe two, three weeks ago, I was like, you know what? So far this season, the two seasons, are, you know, obviously apples and oranges, but I was really liking Star Trek Discovery more this season than I was The Mandalorian. Well, that has shifted. <laughs> I haven't caught up to Star Trek yet. I have a couple to it's watch. It's still very good. This third season... And we'll talk about that later when you do catch up. Yeah. It yeah. is solid, and I think it's the best of the three seasons. But all right. Mandalorian is its really starting to fire on all cylinders. Yeah. My only criticism of this particular episode was um, cinematography. And I know it's one of the first ones they shot on location. And it's very clearly California, which is tough for me. Like, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, obviously California. You know, this, this felt more TV than any of the other ones, put it that way. Um like if I look at the, the the Jedi was the cinematography of the Jedi was great. The Dave Filoni directed one. I I I felt like I was in another world, even though they whatever they shot, if it was on the, you know, in in studio or whatever. Um, this one, and I know it's harder to shoot, but I think it was just maybe like a little bright. Um, and I think you know I, I was expecting a little more from Tython than just California, you know. But I know it's budget, and I know, you know. Um, Robert Rodriguez was a replacement. I can't remember who was supposed to direct, but uh, they got him later on because something happened, I think. Um, and I don't mind. I know uh, we've had some people online that says, you know, they didn't like him, but um, I thought it was directed okay. Good good, good action sequences, very much in, in, in line of what he does. Yep. But I, I just thought that the color and the, f- the, the, the feel of it just felt a little more TV than the ones in the past. That's all. I can see but, that. You know, I'd, I'd have to watch it again, but uh, it did have a slight eighteen feel to it. Yeah, it, just, it felt more TV. It, it, dude, I love the episode. I mean, it's twenty eight minutes. There's so much happened in twenty eight minutes. Right, but I hear what you're saying it. It was, it was obviously up in the hills above Hollywood in California. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's obvious. Like Star Trek in the where do they shoot in the desert? What was the? Oh yeah, every episode is right there. <laughs> yeah. But, but hey, you know what? It's a television show, man. They don't have the same kind of budgets. They just can't do that stuff. And what they've done with the um, the digital stuff and the digital thing has been great. So, um, you well, know. We've got to keep some money set aside for when they have a crew member standing in the scene. Right. And then for the next two episodes or, you know, a lot of money went to that crate Dragon, man, at the beginning. Oh, yeah, I did. I mean, that's the difference. Like, that didn't feel like as much shot, even though that was on a lot of location, uh, desert location stuff. But. Um, that one didn't feel quite as TV as this one, but maybe just because of the, where they shot, you know, and the lighting was, the lighting was flat. That's really what it was. When you have flat lighting like that, it's just tends to, to kind of hurt things. Um, but yeah. Wow. Another good episode, man. What are we going to do? There's only two left. And then what I sit for another year. Cause we had to wait two or three years for all the other future star Wars stuff to come out. Well, 
you're right. We only got two more episodes of this, so we'll have two more podcasts that touch on this. But next week, we're going to be doing our wrap-up of Dune. Yep. And we've already selected our next book for the book club. We have. We have. Um, I've already downloaded it. I haven't touched it yet. I haven't started it yet. Nor have I. Uh, But that book is. You want me to say it or you want to say it? Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. All right. So we're going to do Ready Player Two. Um, I'm a big fan of Ready Player One. I understand why people may not like it, um, but I hope this is good. Um, I'm trying not to read the reviews, but um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to reading it. I hope it's good. Yep, same here. Love Ready Player One. I think I read it. I am not a super fast reader, but I think I read it over the course of four nights because I had to get... A friend actually got it from the library and had to return it, and he finished, and he couldn't extend it. So I basically had five nights to get it done. So I read it in four nights. Loved it. Yeah. I have seen some of the criticism of the first book. Um, basically, that it's a very male centric uh, teen view of the 80s. But I was a male teen in the 80s. So for me, it resonated. Right. Um, I too am trying to stay away from the criticism of this of this new book. I have seen some of the headlines about it, but I'm trying yeah, me to, too. I'm just trying. I'm going to see how I'm going to judge it by myself. Yep. Now that said, I do have a little bit of a bias. I love Ready Player One. I don't know that there was a need for Ready Player Two. I thought the first one had a self-contained story. We could have stopped there. Yep. Now, and on top of that. I read Armada. Did you read Armada? I did not. It's a Ready Player One ripoff. And if you took Ready Player One and The Last Starfighter, the 80s movie. Oh, right. That's what that book is. It's a bit of a ripoff of both. Gotcha. Um, It was fine. But Armada gave me the idea or put it in my mind that maybe Ernest Cline is a one-trick pony with all his 80s references. And then... Armada didn't do it well, and then he does Ready Player 2, which is back to the references. So I, I have to admit there's a little bit of bias, but that said, I love the first one. So I'm maybe I'll just dive into this one and love it just as much. Yep. We shall see. Well, that was an episode, my friend. We just had a long episode, another one. We've been well, a lot of news happened today, and I'm very thankful for. So if you're uh yeah, if you're a new listener, and we usually don't go this long. But uh, we try to keep it at an hour, but we're a little longer this time. But if you're a new listener, thanks for dropping in and checking out uh, the KyberCast. If you're a long-time listener, I can say long-time because we're at episode 76 now. Um, That's more than a year. It is. Way more. So uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get them to listen if you could. That would really help us um, grow the show. Uh, you can find us on various podcast catchers from Apple, Spotify, Google, all those good podcast places. And if you want to get with us on social media, Michael's got all that info for you. You can find us on Twitter at the Kybercast, or is it Kybercast? Or no, is if you look on Twitter, Facebook for our page and our group, as well as Instagram, look for either Kybercast or the Kybercast. We're there. Cool. Well, thanks again, Michael. And that was a that was a long one, eh? That's what she said. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. That's perfect time to stop. And we'll, we'll catch you guys all next week.
This is the way. Wait, I'll do that landwise. This is the way. <laughs> I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.